Welcome to the Ion Annapolis Local Business Spotlight. There are thousands of locally owned businesses in the area, some small and some large. Some you may know and others you don't. But one thing they all have in common is a great story, and we want to share it with you. Join us every Saturday as we talk to the founders, the owners, and the managers of local businesses you have come to know and love, and those you will come to know and love. Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight. On the phone with us today is Mac Lunas, who has a very familiar name if you are from Eastport or Annapolis or any kind of an aficionado for steaks, but you are one of the proprietors of Lunas Steakhouse. How are you? Doing well, John. Thanks for having me on. Oh, man, this is this is awesome because I, I was just thinking about, okay, what am I going to talk to Mac about when I get him on the phone? I said, you know, I wish you had your steaks every single night of the week because <laughs> these these are such a special treat when you go there and to be honest with you i i go there more often and i i do love, love your salad sit on the corner of the bar and have a salad is fine and i'm also trying to lose some weight but i have never had a better steak than i have at, have at lunas's and that's um you know that, that's that's saying something I've, I've had a number of them but that you guys are the steakhouse um in annapolis if not maryland and the greater dmv so there's there's my kudos to luna steakhouse <laughs> Thanks, John. No, I appreciate it. You know, it's a lot of in the the steak world. It's it's a lot of scrutiny. It's a lot of us focusing on consistency and you know the fact that we have support. We've had the same butcher, gosh, since we started. Oh wow, Chris Off. He's actually Eastport, Annapolis native. Um, his his parents actually took care of our parents. Actually, my grandfather. You know, so there's a there's a long line of relationships there uh, on the back end too of the same person that has helped us achieve like the highest consistency and, and scrutiny, because that's what it is. It's, you know, you, you go after prime beef and you look at these cuts and they inspect it. And then we inspect it, you know, we make sure they're up to our standards and, and he supports us. If like, Hey, this one's not looking great or this one doesn't look too good. He helps us on the back end. And that, that kind of stuff really goes a long way. You know, in the steak world, it, it it really does. I, you know, one of my funniest steak stories was up in Boston, so I can tell it's not a direct competitor. But there was a, I missed literally missed a boat to a convention, and they, I said, okay, well, I missed it. So what what can I do tonight? Give me a, a good steakhouse. And they recommended Abe and Louis, which I think may be a very small chain, but it was up on Boylston Street. And I went in there; it was a great place. Sat at the bar. I'm just alone by myself. I had a big fillet, and I had a salad, and I think two drink, two cocktails, and. Everything was, you know, a la carte with the potatoes and and everything else. It was just a fantastic steak and didn't even look at the menu really as far as any kind of pricing or so. So the end of the night comes down. The guy drops down a bill for 150 bucks, And I look at it and I was a little bit shocked going, wow, I can't believe I ate $150 worth of food. And then I'm going, but you know what? It was worth every penny. It was that good. And that's exactly the experience that I get when I dine at Lunas's. You know, and I'm not saying that your steaks are $150, but it's, uh, you know, but it's, uh, you know, it, it is. You you walk out of there and, and Lunas's is a great location for somebody that's celebrating something special, whether it be, I know my girlfriend and I have celebrated birthdays and anniversaries there. It's just a, a very special piece of history in Annapolis and Eastport. But, and you guys have been around, what, since 1921? Was that? Yes. Yes. 1921, you know, on the 100 year anniversary this year. Look at that. My math is off. I just looked at that. I said, wow, it is the 100th year anniversary. So how did how did this all start? You don't sound like you're 100. No, no, not 100. Not yet. Um, you might feel yeah, like you're 100. Yeah. You might feel like you're 100 after this year, but that's. <laughs> yeah, the, the last year that aged us uh, 50, 60 years. Good. We'll, we'll get through it. But yes, 
it, it is very fun um, being part of such a rich tradition and history. Um, I, I'm so proud to speak to it. You know, talked about it most nights if people ask or something will stand on that. My brother and I are at the steakhouse most nights. At least one of us is there every night. Certainly a, a, a point of pride talking about our great grandparents and grandparents and, and father and who Charlie's still very much in the business and he's he's the main boss. Help we, we get our approvals past Charlie and it's it's been a lot of fun. Uh, it started with with Sam, who is my great grandfather. He came over, he started Sam's Corner right in the same location that we're in now. That little bar area that you walk into. Yeah, I want to interrupt you real quick. For those that don't know, shame on you, but they're at 401 4th Street, which is at the corner of uh, 4th and, not Chesapeake, 4th and Severn. Severn. Right, right across um, 4th Street from the boatyard. Yep. Yep. Right next but to the so, boatyard. So Sam came down and established it right on the corner of 4th and Severn? Yes. Yeah. Sam's Corner. That's what it's called. Sam's Corner. And yeah, he sold all sorts of things um, ice cream, beer, wine. So it wasn't a steakhouse to start. No, no, no. It's changed concepts a handful of times, um, all the way up to '94 is when it was my father who changed it into a prime steakhouse. What was that? See now, I now see. I missed it by two years. I moved here in '96. What was it in? What was it in '93? '93. It was called Sam's Restaurant, and this is so. This is when Charlie, my father, took it over. When he took it over. He brought back Sam's Corner. So just to give you an idea, my great-grandfather Sam, he started it as Sam's Corner. Then you fast forward and my grandparents were in there and my great-uncle, so his brother, were, were in there and they, they still had it as Sam's Corner. They, they, my grandparents broke off and started Bridgeview Restaurant in a different location where Blackwall Hitch is now. And my great-uncle Louie, he started running – or he started – he took over Sam's Corner, changed the name to Lunas's Bar and Grill. Then when my it was solely my great uncle's, he made it to Lou's restaurant. And then fast forward um, quite a bit of time until my father got into the business. When he took over that location, again, where Lunas's Steakhouse is now, he renamed it back like as an homage to to Sam, our great grandfather, his grandfather, Sam's Corner. So then he changed to Sam's Corner. Then he got a liquor license for the first time in our family. Anybody was able to get a liquor license. Um, got that in 93. Then he changed it to Sam's Restaurant. And that's when a little curveball hit Charlie. Because he loved prime steakhouses. He was doing his homework. He, I think it was a dream of his to, to have a steakhouse. And he was, he was going out and trying different steakhouses. He'd take a train up to New York and try some of these classic old school New York style steakhouses. And in 93, the pipes froze overnight and burst. And this whole second floor of the restaurant was, was ruined. I mean, it was, um, I can't imagine. I, mean, I was in kindergarten, so I right. knew nothing of this. I didn't know what was going on. I was just playing around the playground. And, and it was a pretty scary point of understanding whether, you know, making the decision of, the, you know, rebuilding, getting out of the business. Thankfully, my mom, Pam, She's special ed teacher for 34 years. She had a stable job and she was taking care of us. Um, so it allowed dad to be able to take this risk. So when the pipes froze and burst, decided to revamp it and turn it into a prime steakhouse. So that was 1994. And then when this is steakhouse was born and we've been there, been a prime steakhouse ever since. 
Brilliant idea. And here, here we are. We're recording this in International Women's Month, actually on International Women's Day. And look, there's a woman behind a man that's hold, holding the port down while he chases his dream of opening a steakhouse. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's we're, we're very, very, very fortunate with the women in our, in our entire lineage. My grandmother was I, – I didn't get to know my grandmother as, as much as I would have loved to. I mean, she passed away when I was pretty young. and um, But, gosh, I heard – I heard great stories about her being a, a strong businesswoman too. I mean, she made some savvy deals. She's she bought land when she was, um, you know, kind of, kind of to. A, I think when you could go, and I, I I might not be retelling this exactly, but I'm pretty sure when you could go to City Hall and just buy some land, she would go in and make some pretty strong decisions. And she's bought some land that has turned out to be great investments. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, I got a couple extra bucks. I'm going to go buy an acre. <laughs> you know, that's so that's so weird. What was, I mean, just because your dad was in the restaurant business, I mean, he, the steak, what drew him to steaks? Do you know? Oh gosh. You know, we've talked about so how much he's loved that feel and he's loved that hospitality. I don't know if I, I've ever really said, Hey, what was the original core that drew you to that? But I would have, to, if I could take a guess, the Greeks, just the Greek family and that whole that whole idea of hospitality is very big in the Greek family. You know, they, if you haven't been to like a fully Greek family, they will force feed you. They, if you have to say no 10 to 30 times, it to not actually have food when you go into a Greek household. And I right. think with dad growing up with that, I mean, hospitality was so big. And then, you know, when he sees these restaurants and he goes to these steakhouses in, in New York or in, you know, all across the country, I mean, I think he went to Indianapolis too. And I think the hospitality side of it had to have, drew him in the most i mean he the fact that you come in it, you're, you're right what you said earlier it's a special occasion place it is we want to make it above and beyond it's about that experience when you come in and want to take care of you we obviously have to have uh, great steaks and we, the product needs to be there but the other side of it the service probably really initially drew him in i mean i know i can tell you right now obviously it's a core focus of ours i mean hospitality and making someone truly feel comfortable as soon as they walk in the door is the goal i know it's a it's a core value of ours but to your question of what originally drew him in there I, I have to imagine that had to be a link because it's so ingrained in in his family and again you you mentioned the service the service you know whether you're sitting at the bar whether you're at one of the rooms upstairs or you know in a private party or whatever the services i mean it is you know the stereotypical white tablecloth white linens and everything else but i mean the it's above and beyond i know your wine list is extensive and i've never had a bad recommendation because i know nothing about wine and there's always somebody there that, you know, I, I know whether I like it or not. And that's about the limit of it. I mean, if you give me a cork to snip and I'm like, I'll snip it and look pretentious. But that's about as, as far as it goes. You've got the staff really knows their steaks. They really know the menu. And it, it's almost like friends, even though you I mean, I, I, I don't know a server by by first name. Uh, obviously, you do because you see them every day. But. I, I'm not there that often to know and, and forge a friendship, but it feels like that when I walk in there, which is, you know, un, you know, it, it's great. And it, it is a true steakhouse look and feel about it. it it's dark. Um, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way, but I mean, it's just the dark. It's very rich. It's very, um, uh, you know, it's got the, the reds and the oaks and the, I guess, oaks or walnuts or whatever the dark woods are. I had no idea of the history behind it. And I've just always known that when I've been down here since, like I say, 96, that this was the place to go um, for steaks, and it's never, never let anybody down that I'm aware of. Now, how did you yourself get into this? Was this just um, you oh, uh, grown up, grown yeah. up in here, and that was yeah, just? I can, 
I'll tell you about that whole genesis. But just let me – well, first of all, thank you for saying the um, kind of words about our staff. That is absolutely a huge point of pride for us as well. I mean we are so fortunate with the team in the front of house that we have. I mean people – We've had people there 21 years, 20 years, 18, um, 15 years, 12. I mean, so much of our staff has been with us for such a long time. And, and because they do just that, you know, they make you feel comfortable. They get, thankfully and, and very gratefully that we do have a lot of um, customers that will know the servers by the first name. In fact, they even request them. They'll even they'll have a lot of requests for, for specific servers. And we're just so fortunate because that does, I mean, the whole team really does make that that whole experience come true um so I'm, I'm glad i really appreciate that kind of feedback and uh you know it's just a ton of praise to them because they, they do a fantastic job for us uh, but to your question how did i get into it i grew up sam my brother and i sam sam and i grew up uh, helping out at the restaurant and doing this we, we were also very big into to wrestling my brother and i growing up so we did that a ton a ton more, we'll even say. That was almost our, our jobs was was training a ton. But when we when we weren't wrestling, we would help out at the restaurant. We would do some things during the day. It's a lot during summer. Um, working at nights is kind of just at the front door, being a host, basically doing whatever the managers at the time said. Um, so we got used to the business and it kind of it kind of just grew on us. You know, I I couldn't it's hard for me to go back of understanding like, Hey, how passionate was I? But I started developing a deep passionate for it. I was thinking, man, I, I, you know, I want to get into this. So my brother and I both went to college and we picked colleges, uh, with hospitality programs. So we were both set on it. Uh, we liked it. And again, you know, fast forward to, to now, I think I could understand some of the, I think some of these tradition things and some of these historical pieces are, are some of the reasons why I'm more invigorated by it now because it just makes it that much of a fulfilling and purpose-driven life. Right. Um, so Sam, Sam and I did this. So we, we did hospitality and then Sam came when he graduated college, he went straight back into the business and I actually took a total left turn. I went into corporate sales. I was, I was working sales for a power tool company. It's called Milwaukee tools and got recruited. The, um, the CEO uh, was, big wrestling fan knew my coach and and got talking and I, honestly i turned down a couple times just thinking I, you know i didn't know anything about tools least manliest guy out there and i was like I, I can't i can't do this and i wasn't wasn't really interested in it but it was actually dad that gave me a a shove to like hey try it out you know you've got you've got a a ceo that's talking to you and trying to get you into this business and you know, check it out. And I am truly happy I did because my, my intention was not to go work for Milwaukee tools and then come back to the steakhouse. My intention was to go work for Milwaukee tools and run the company someday. And that's the attitude I went into with it. And, and I'm really happy I did. But after five years working with them, I had six different jobs with them. Um, you know, working my way up the corporate ladder. I loved it. And I started getting good at business and I started getting, uh, good at running a team and managing a team and building a team and leadership and knowing the difference between the leadership side and just the managerial side. And man, it was getting so passionate about building a team. And it kind of hit me one time. It was like, gosh, we're all kind of building businesses and it would be a dream come true if I could do this to my family. So at that about five year mark, I, I left Milwaukee on very good terms. I still, gosh, there's been a couple hundred Milwaukee people 
that have come to the steakhouse since I've left because and it was a great relationship with them. Uh, but I got that itch to be in our family business and to work with my family. And it's, you know, it's like what I said previously, it's like a, a purpose driven part that you feel so good about doing and building our business. And, and now that I'm back in the family business, you know, Sam and I have just talked about being very, very scared of complacency, trying to make sure we, you know, we've got a, a good place and we're not just going to sit back idle. We got to make sure we're staying up, staying current and, and, keep improving every day. Got to imagine that your five years experience in the corporate world brought some different skills and thoughts and ideas to Luna's Steakhouse that Sam did not necessarily have, or certainly Charlie, in the way they did it. I mean, so that that really sort of adds to a great team to be able to say, okay, well, this is, you know, we need to consider this, which is something nobody probably would have considered had you not taken that detour. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's now, again, looking back at it, it wasn't the plan, but goodness gracious, it and turned out to be a great plan because that five years really turned out to be invaluable with, with the, the better business person I've become and better person I've become because of that. And now, you know, Sam, Sam went straight, straight into the family business. Now he's got a lot more experience that he brings to the table and he tells, you know, he can help me understand things that let's just say, as I was coming in, because I've been back with our family's business for the past three years. Um, so he's got this experience that I can understand and I can bring in that corporate background where, you know, it's just growing sure. business. Basically. Sure. He's got, he's probably got some rep, restaurant operational background, re, operational experiences and, and you bring the, the business background there. Out of curiosity, where did you guys go to school? So Sam went to Oklahoma state and I went to Cornell. Okay. Cornell always had a great hospitality management and hotel management school up there. Yes, yes, they do. Yeah, I very, very much enjoyed it. And um, except it was, yeah, except it's a them. little cold up there. Yes, it that's is a... very Russia esque in <laughs> maybe ten months out of the year, but that's okay. I didn't mind. You know, it's funny. I, I was looking at schools up that way in up, upstate New York when I was going to college and. They had little four by fours in front of the parking lots with plugs, and I on a tour of one school. I can't remember which one it was. I said, "What's the deal with like the the four by fours in front of all the parking spots?" They said, "Oh, we plug our cars in in the winter so they don't freeze." And I made a note to myself saying, "Okay, this is probably not the place for me," <laughs> you know, because the, the you plug in your engine block heaters and stuff like that. I was like, "Okay, that's kind of crazy." If you walked into Lunas's today, what are you sitting down at the table and ordering? yourself Oof, man it's tough it's kind of a, it's kind of a battle between the two extreme sides of, of of the cuts because all the all the cuts between the steaks have you know different qualities and you know one one extreme end is say the filet you know it's hard to beat the tenderness of a filet mm-hmm. um and then the other extreme end might be like the cowboy ribeye a bone and ribeye has got the, the most marbling through it so the most fat going through it and i don't mean that like as a uh, in terms of like a gristle type thing when i say fat like stuff that the, the marbling melts as you oh, oh yeah it melts and it cooks it it's yeah 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 so that's that's what i mean by marbling it and the flavor there is just that's that that's that side i mean of the cowboy ribeye i think it's got the most flavor so those two extremes honestly that's what sam and i will my brother and i will usually get if we go into any steakhouse it's kind of a good gauge like a barometer of, of telling how how you can gauge the the, the quality of beef um so those would honestly, those would be my two picks. And if I was very hungry, I'd get them both. 
Well, as I look at the menu, you've got a 40 ounce tomahawk ribeye, and I'm like going, oh, oh yeah. you know, oh, yeah. it's uh, un- unbelievable. Yeah, what is the mark that you and Sam, your brother, are looking to put on? I mean, I'm I'm assuming. I mean, your your partners with your father at this point, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, at at some point, he's going to want to become just a customer, and uh, <laughs> you know, <It's> crazy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, or or he wants to hang out and just be a pain in the neck to you both, <laughs> you, know, you know, indefinitely. So that's yeah, he, he uh, just loves what he does. I mean, he loves. I think. I think dad is very very happy that we're both in the business and it, it takes a lot of it takes a lot of pressure off him because he's got a lot of confidence in us and and don't get me wrong like he 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 wants the best for us so when i was leaving milwaukee to come to the steakhouse he was the biggest devil's advocate he wanted to make sure hey you got a nice job you got a corporate car expense account gas is paid for insurance all these things you know, go to the restaurant business go to a small business all that's gone you work on nights and weekends. You know, he was a big devil's advocate. He wanted, he wanted to make sure. But now that I'm here and now that I'm, I'm in the business, you can tell it's kind of, it's a, I, I know he loves it. Um, and he, and he's told us, it's not like, it's not a secret. I'm right. not making guesses here. I, he, he loves it. And, and I know he loves what he's doing too. So I don't, I say maybe kind of facetiously because yeah, I'm sure he's going to take more time off and he's going to do, more things as as time goes on but i know it's not it's not something wearing on him like i know he enjoys what he what he's doing so for me i know he loves getting updates from sam and i, I know he loves doing what he's doing and and he is taking quite a bit off our plate he's not just he's not just hanging around he he takes quite a bit off our plate with some of the paperwork and a lot of the managing so sam and i can focus on operations as much as possible. Well, what, so is, what, what, is, what is the life of a restaurateur of a fine steakhouse in Annapolis? I mean, are you doing pretty much everything to, you know, Hey, the trash can's full. I need to take it out back type to whatever, <laughs> need, whatever needs to be done. I mean, that's. We can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, there's nothing in the steakhouse we will not do. Absolutely nothing. If the steak, if the trash is full <laughs> and we're busy and I need to take it out, it's going out. Right. I, there's nothing we won't do. Um, but no, just to ask like normal, normal things of what we're, we might be focused on during the day is a lot of, a lot of planning, especially in these times too, especially in the last year, you know, the planning is more frequent because we have to pivot so much. We can't, it's very hard to plan six months out and a year out because of all the changes. We don't know what's going to happen. That used to be the case, right? We were planning a little much further out. Now it's, it's, we're planning, making sure, Hey, you know, a couple months from now <laughs> right because we yeah. don't know how regulations and how things are going to change and how people are going to feel vaccines are coming you know all that stuff that that happens a little more frequently but during the day a lot of that stuff a lot of the things that a lot of the work that goes on behind the scenes we're doing during the day and then at night we're in the steakhouse we're in the steakhouse and that's when you know that's the experience that's the the part where we're we're executing all the plans that we've we've laid out um so we're we're planning for the evening. We're planning for the, this week. We're planning for the next few months. Um, and that that amount of time used to be a bit further out before before COVID. Sure, but sure. But now COVID is kind of – it's tightened us up a little bit to a point where we don't know exactly how, how things are going to turn out. But I, I that's am, a big part of it. I, I am just amazed at how well – you and your cohorts in all over all over town have done in the restaurant industry as far as figuring out how to deal 
with COVID. I mean, and this goes from, you know, Pips, the hot dog stand across the, you know, across the creek from you guys, um, you know, to you on the opposite end to figure it out how say, OK, well, this is this is what we are dealt. So now we've got to figure out how to play this hand. And you guys have just done such an admirable job of being able to do it. I know, you know, with, with the carryout and, you know, people that can eat in that are that are comfortable eating in and you, you've given people choices and certainly gift cards are a, a great thing to do because, uh, you know, a lunacy steak is just as good at home as it is, uh, to be honest with you, there. Yeah, that's it's a it's, you're, you're right. It's not not just not us. Obviously, the whole restaurant world. I mean, we really got put in a position to pivot hard, and you know, fortunately, unfortunately, a lot of places couldn't make it from around the country, and a lot of places figured a way around this. You know, figured a way. I say around it as we were selling raw steaks, or we were selling selling um, at home meal kits. Gosh, I mean, there was so much going on and keep in mind in March when we got, when the whole County little state got shut down, right. we didn't know it was going to be three months. You know, we were think we took a couple of days to think about it. We were like, Hey, do we want to do, you know, do we want to do carry out exclusively? I mean, it's not going to pay for anything. It, right. So, or, I mean, this is going to probably what, maybe two weeks, is it three weeks? Right. That, that's, that was exactly my, that was exactly my thought. I said, okay, so we're going to get this bug rolling through here in two weeks, maybe three weeks and we'll be, be over. Who would have thought that we'd be here a year later? Have, have you found that anything has changed moving forward? I mean, is there something that came through COVID? I mean, I know I th- personally, I think that carry out was not a big deal for you guys prior, you know, on March 8th of 2020. Um, you weren't, you were probably doing doggy bags or, you know, containers to take home leftovers more than somebody yeah, calling up right. saying, Hey, I need, I, I'd like a, you know, I'm, I'd like your cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That's uh, something honestly, really, mostly it was just some regulars, a couple of regulars that just, they always got the same thing or they love this or that. So hey, can I grab, I'm going to do a, a shrimp and a cowboy to go. Um, and we would do it. it. And it was very infrequent. Just like you're saying that, not that many people would. Yeah, I mean, somebody's at home recovering from surgery or something like that. Man, I could go for a steak. Let's call and do that. But do you think do you think the carryout is going to be a thing going forward? Yeah, I do. I do. I think it's going to be a, a thing going forward. It certainly has been this past year. It has been a bigger, a much bigger presence for us. But still, comparatively to any other place, like any other concept, you know, prime dining, prime steakhouses, it's still pretty small. Um, it, it's one of those things where it's absolutely a bigger presence from where we were being the infrequent thing to now it's infrequent that we go a night without a mm. carryout order um, right so yeah it's it's night and day and we we focused on it more we we've made sure we're offering um a special we have an esport special that will that will continue to offer just it, it's right on our website it, it articulates it well it's just hey we're ready to take care of people and we've got an extremely safe operation at the steakhouse, we're very well spaced out. You know, we were already set up for a lot of privacy in that place. You, you, def- you definitely privacy. were. I mean, with the high, with the high back booths and and whatnot, in the different rooms, it, you know, it made it an ideal place to, you know, isolate. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, that's certainly a a good a good piece to our, our setup. You know, we had to take away a lot of tables upstairs, but our booths was how thick they were and how tall they were. They were approved by the Maryland state health department. We could seat back to back and be very safe. 
We've got these sanitizers pumping through the entire HVAC system. Right. Um, kills everything in the air. I mean, it's so we really invested a lot in safety. And, and for those that don't feel comfortable, we put right on our website, we've explained that, hey, we're going to do a, this takeout special too, that it's strictly for carryout orders. Um, so we do think it'll continue to be a presence and we want to do it as much as we as we possibly can. And, and you know, sometimes if we're, if we're too full at the steakhouse, there's, there still will be a capacity limit. Like we can't, we got to make sure we're taking care of all the people in house uh, first. And sometimes we need to maybe cut out, uh, carry out like on a really busy Saturday night. And I'll tell you with those private rooms of all those different little rooms up there. I mean, that's perfect. I know I've been to a couple of uh, business things. I know a, a friend of mine that's a broker in town took his clients out there one night for a dinner. And of course I mooched on that one, of course, when they got the invitation, but um, but I mean, you can do have private dining there for, you know, large groups and small groups. I mean, you can do Absolutely. weddings and receptions and all that kind of stuff, right? Absolutely. That's that's something that's more of our our forte from Sunday through Thursday, uh, because Friday and Saturday, unfortunately, are just too too full to be able to accommodate a, a room. But on Sunday to Thursday, we are extremely experienced in uh, little private parties because we can we can just you know shut off certain rooms upstairs there's three different rooms upstairs and um got very good at we have always been very good at at hosting those kind of parties and as as things start opening up more you know they can be larger and larger as we can safely do it um but those are those are certainly something that i i I see growing and growing especially this year with i think business expenses um our business meals being able to be expensed a little bit more freely um, it's something we love. We love hosting. We we're good at it, and we can accommodate a nice, nice private setting. Well, it's also perfect for like a family reunion or something like that. If you want to go oh, out hey. for a dinner or, or whatnot, there. Absolutely. Hey, how how old is your building there? Oh man, uh, at least a hundred. <laughs> is it <laughs> at least okay? Okay, oh, okay. So so this is this is an original building. Any ghosts? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure Uncle Louie's walking around. You know the. Uh, so when you look at the steakhouse, it's on the corner right. there where James Corner. That is the original place. That is the original steakhouse. It wasn't until about 14 years ago. The building that actually looks like a different building that's to the right yes. as you're looking at it, that's actually my great uncle Louie's house. And we bought that. My dad bought it from Uncle Louie, I wanna say I wanna say like fourteen years ago. He bought Uncle Louie's house fourteen years ago and he turned that into a dining room. So and he wasn't allowed to, you know, Charlie dad was not allowed to tear that building down. You know, he had to retrofit that building to make it a dining room. Um, so I don't know what was there before Sam's corner. I think, you know, I think it was a, uh, like a grocery store before there, but mm, makes sense. Yeah. I, I mean, there's some family history that goes great, right? I don't know what we did during prohibition. I, they sold beer and wine <laughs> right? and, family history goes gray. Now I'm sure they just didn't sell beer and wine. Well, I'll tell you, as you're going into your 101st year, when is, are you, are you doing any kind of special? <laughs> I mean, we, let's, let's, it was on the list on March last on, year. On March 8th before. of 2020 to, yeah. to start to plan <laughs> like, for it. Well, yeah, we were talking about like what we're going to do. We had some ideas of, of like celebrating the, the heritage of bringing out more pictures and doing some things. Um, and it just, we want to do something. We're going to figure something out. Uh, but it just took a massive dive in the priority list of how many things we needed to accomplish. And obviously the resources are, are at a different level this year. So it, 2021 is 
a bit of a recovery year, rebuilding. We want to make sure we're, we're building back smarter. Uh, right. We do want to do something. We'll we'll figure out something. But we, no, we don't have anything on the books. What, uh, anything planned? Well, what are what do you and Sam have in in mind for the next hundred years? Not necessarily in the next year or so. I mean, what do you see any any growth? Do you see uh, you well, know, well expansions Sam, well, okay. or? Well, we all both Sam, me, and uh, and Dad too. We all really do love the idea of, of the, the only place you can get the the Lunacy Steakhouse experience is right in Annapolis. Um, so I don't see us Tate doing another Lunaces. Um, just because you know our our entire restaurant is filled with black and white pictures of old East Porters families friends it's, it'd be very hard to replicate that somewhere else because that's that's so much of the personality it's part of the history of our family in that same location you know if we replicate it it just it wouldn't be lunaces you know it could be right. maybe another restaurant but still do a nice job uh but but we as far as expansion goes you know sam and i Absolutely, there could be other business opportunities that we look into, but but right now we are so focused on making sure we've got this steakhouse running so well, and 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 it, it does run very well. But you know, just like I said, of being scared of complacency, we want to make sure we're, we're keeping up with the times. We're focusing on on things that's going to help us improve and how we can get better and how things can run systematically behind the scenes, and you know, flow as as normal and as smoothly as an operating night, because, you know, we do have a fantastic staff and our, our servers have been with us. Like I said, for, you know, you've got from anywhere from like 10 to 20 years, but you got to keep in mind, like, okay, how much, how much are we not doing because we have so much confidence in our servers? So that's something Sam and I need to think about, you know, unfortunately one day we're not going to have those servers. They're going to retire and have a sit on a beach and sure. drink, <laughs> we got a plan for okay so how do we make sure we're trained to reach the same level how do we make sure we develop some of these uh documents and operating rhythms the fact that that we've maybe we've been we've been so fortunate to have like x and y and, and all these great servers so those are some of the things that that sam and i are truly focused on really making sure everything's running efficiently and and how can we make it more of a staple in annapolis how can we make it it is the place you think of when you think of Annapolis. You think of, oh man, I think of um, Annapolis. That's the place with the Naval Academy and that steakhouse. Right. You know, that, that, that'd that be fantastic at that point. And we just have to, it's it's the little things every single day of just focusing on how we can get better, how we need to be more hospitable, all those, all those, those things of, of running a business and, and celebrating our history, doing some of those things that, like you said, of celebrating these hundred hundred years, it's it's, it's important. We do want to do it. It's just, um, right. yeah, it's been tough to plan. Um, um, time and time again, and been since 1921, 19, what was it, 1993 as the as the steakhouse that we know it 94. now. 94 is the steakhouse that yeah. we know it now. It's an institution in certainly in Eastport and Annapolis, and I can tell you there have been many steakhouses that have come into town and gone. Um, you had the the Governor's Grill that was a flash in the pan. You had the Annapolis Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. You had Morton's that came and went. There was the Chop House. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another one, I think, over in the Severn Bank Building in the middle of Westgate Circle that was What's that Greystone Grill. That's exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah, um, I, I was I was pretty young at the time, but I remember that being around. 
And again, what the one that sticks around is the one that's been here since 1921, Lunas' Steakhouse. And we're on the phone with Mac Lunas, who is the one of the trio of the proprietors of the Steakhouse. And for those that want to check out their menu and check out the decor and everything that they're doing to keep everybody safe, their website is lunassteakhouse.com. I'm going to spell that because it might be difficult just listening to it. It's uh, L-E-W-N-E-S steakhouse.com. And again, they're on 4th Street, right across from the Boatyard Bar and Grill, right at 401 4th Street, 4th and Severn Avenue. If anybody's looking for perhaps the best steak you've ever had, that would be, that would be a place, place to go. I mean, you're going to get spoiled. Trust me. You know, Mac, thank you very much for your time today. I think uh, the history of it is of the, of the business is fantastic. I think more so is that it's a family business and that you are a small local business. You are the one that, that cares. You are the people that are running around. I mean, I'm sure that when something goes awry in the restaurant, which, I mean, let's face it, the things happen at any restaurant, no matter the level, that it probably just makes you and Sam and Charlie absolutely nuts. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're right there. We're right there with everyone. And, uh, you know, but you've been doing this for, uh, you know, 100 years and the steaks, locally accessed, locally accessed, locally sourced steaks. You said Auth Brothers? Yeah, the Auth Brothers. They're right They're They're right here now. The finest steak you will get in Annapolis, finest steak you're probably going to get in Maryland. And I put it up against any steakhouse in New York or Boston or Chicago um, any day of the week. That would be a good thing. We ought to meet someplace in the middle and bring the best steakhouses around and see see how everybody fares. Yeah, I'd love it. As long <laughs> as I could be a part of the, as long as I could be a part of the taste testing crew there. It, it, without a doubt, Mac Lunas, thank you very much for your time this afternoon. Congratulations on a hundred years. I'm looking forward to seeing what 2022 will hold for your hundredth anniversary celebration, whatever, <laughs> whatever that may be. I think 2020 is going to be, when you look at the calendars, it's going to be like the 13th floor of a high rise in New York. <laughs> yeah. You know, you look at, look at the elevator and it's going to be like, okay, 10th, 11th, 12th, 14th, 15th. My kid was funny that she was laid off earlier. Um, during 2020, she says, what am I going to do about the, uh, the gap in my resume. I said, all you've got to do is just say 2020 and everybody's just going to nod and understand exactly what was going on. So not, not to worry. Uh, but you know, you guys have done a great job with, with COVID making sure everybody is safe. I know when you first go to the website, you've got the eSports special, which is a carryout, a couple of different options to add on to your favorite steak or your favorite dish onto that as well. But uh, the place is set up to keep everybody safe and you've taken the extra steps to make sure that that remains so. And the staff is there, and it's awesome. Go to Lunas's Steakhouse. Thanks for listening to this week's Local Business Spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you all the day's local news direct to your phone, tablet, or computer in about 10 minutes. It comes to you at 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.